Hi friends, welcome to Take 3 Talks. I'm Asefi and I'm going to be your host. Today we have a special edition of the podcast where I'm sitting with my co-host, Mayjoon. Hello, I'm so and excited. We're doing, we're recording a live, a live Q&A with people on Instagram. So you guys are going to be hearing us going live and talking to our people. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, make sure you do. And if you do, make sure that you tune in because... I think I'm more into like like live, you know, season of my life. Mm. You know, like I feel like I'm going to be into this live thing going on. So, yeah, how are you feeling? We're going to start in one minute. One minute. Yeah, I'm feeling super excited to be honest. Um I think we've had such a high the especially these past few weeks. Yeah. And just really excited to share everything and talk and answer questions. Yeah. So, Me too. Let's get how many questions do we have? We have 11. Okay. 11 questions. <laughs> okay. So let's do it. I'm going to, we're going to go live now. Perfect. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So how do I go live? Add. Oh. Oh, I guess it's just the, the thing. I guess. Hello, everybody. Oh, my God. We are live on Instagram. Welcome to Take Three Talks live on Instagram and also recording for the <laughs> podcast for all, the, all of the people who are not here to see us, watch us and sit with us for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you're able to sit with us from wherever you are in the world. And yeah, we're excited to be here to answer 11 questions to... Say que viva take three. Happy birthday take three. Can you believe it? It's been three years. I can't <laughs> believe it. Tres años, everyone. Yeah. And Mejrun has his phone there too. Yeah. So that we can ask the questions that you guys already asked in our question box. And then I can pull it up on and put it on the screen for you guys. Yeah. Too. That way it's really nice and easy to follow, you know, and if you come in randomly, you're able to see the question. So yeah, without further ado. Welcome. Welcome to Take Three Turns Three. <laughs> Welcome. And what is our first question? Okay, let's do it. Our first question says, what do you like the most about your lifestyle? Mm. You mm. go first. Since I ask the question, you answer. Okay. And then the next question you ask and I answer. Okay, perfect. I think that um, what I like most about our lifestyle is the ability to manage our own time and balance that with like balance work with personal and more importantly, do work that's for ourselves versus mm. work that's for another company, for example. You know, um, that's kind of what we were doing in New York. We were working for another company, working on clients that aren't necessarily ours mm -hmm. um, and just working on clients that were given to us versus now we get to choose the time we want to work on something, the clients we want to work with, what we want to charge and just be our own bosses. I think yeah. that's what I like most about our lifestyle. Wow. That's a nice <laughs> answer. You should get closer so that people can see you more on the Okay. I'll like get closer. Move your chair <laughs> un poquito closer. Okay. So that people who are seeing us on video can get premium experience. <laughs> 
Um, but I think my answer for what do I like the most about the, this lifestyle would be the growth, mm. just the overall. And I was talking with my therapist about this last week, actually. That's funny. Yeah. But it's the growth um, and how much we're able to just explore different areas that, that if we were just solely, for example, like digital designers or art directors at a creative agency, we would, I think, be training just one specific muscle mm. when now we get to train like various muscles like finance, project management, you know, yeah. SEO, design, development, QA, just, you know, illustration, <laughs> sketching, problem yeah. solving, mentorship, being mentors. Yeah. I don't know. I think that there's just so much freedom in the growth that this lifestyle gives us. I think that's a great and answer. And being able to go to therapy. Also, like, yeah. you know, I think that's one of my favorite things mm -hmm. of this lifestyle, being mm -hmm. able to manage my mental health and my work health and my yeah. love health. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Okay. Okay, next. Um, it's this one. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. How do you, oh, you, you read it. Okay. How do you manage to make life feel exciting and as amazing as it felt in NYC? Hmm. Hmm. Um, so I think, I don't think that there's a way to make it like as it was in New York City because mm -hmm. I think it just, it's completely different and it's a completely different like life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say that in order to feel that fulfillment or that happiness or that giggly or maybe that like little butterfly feel that you feel like, you know, I don't know, maybe when you realize you like look up and you're like, oh my gosh, I live in New York City and I work here and like, what mm -hmm. is my life? Like, I think those moments to replicate them here is what I was saying. Like, you know, today launching the website for Moon Lab mm -hmm. and like, seeing how much growth there's been and how much life has happened in this like short six months like or seven months of us working on this project like there's been so much personal growth work growth like I've learned so much about coding about like design about mm -hmm. like just so much so I think what makes this life as exciting as my life in New York is that is like the that I am able to create that mm -hmm. instead of rely on an environment mm. to give me that does yeah. that make sense yeah that makes i don't sense. know sounds yeah. like a poetic answer <laughs> it's a <little> poetic <laughs> but you know that's that's nothing new from Steffi. <laughs> poetic answers i think for me um you know honestly it was really tough during the pandemic obviously um because we had so many more things planned um for our lives travels and different experiences in different um, cities and even countries but that kind of yeah. got um you know changed but what we, the, we do little things to make life feel like new york mm. for example um by going to the park yeah we always go to the park with guillermo off leash and that brings us back to when we go to central park or prospect park in brooklyn yeah in new york um to just walk in the <laughs> in the vast open nature and just have that experience because I think that just brings me back to New York and also going to specific restaurants and even like diners, for example, like yeah. going to like eat diner food, um, 
brings me back to New York. And Where do you eat diner food? Oh, like Maria La Panaderia. Yeah, like very homey, like yeah. homey meals. Yeah. You know? Or and even huecas, I think, give us that experience, like mm. in their own Ecuadorian culture True, of yeah. it. But I think like you can find like the specialty thing, yeah. you know, because in New York, we used to go like, um, remember when we went on like the dumpling tour mm, yeah, yeah. in Queens? Yeah. Like we used to do like themed activities like that were like very local, not necessarily mm-hmm. like touristy and i think that's something we try to do here absolutely to make life exciting yeah we try to bring some of those experiences that we've had before here yeah you know so and also we try to meet people like Mm -hmm. we try like i feel like we're not the type of people that meet a hundred people yeah but when we find someone that we would really like to connect with offline we try that Mm -hmm. and even though we've been so busy we like try to make an effort to do so even though we've been really nervous especially like about covid Mm -hmm. and the pandemic and Mm. all of that i think Mm -hmm. we've slowly kind of gone into and i think another answer to this question would be um i think going to classes like ceramics or working Mm -hmm. with people like paula munchmeyer um like English, for like bilingual people. Yeah, think, yeah, like going to ceramics classes or for you See. finding your table tennis classes or mm-hmm. just like I think those things that are like your personal individual hobbies or personal individual See, things See, yeah. make it feel like New York because it's not like the two of us. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good one. Amazing. Okay. Uh, no, I think you chose oh. response couldn't be shared. I think we can just go off the list. How okay. Because it's getting a little bit hard. Okay, maybe let's just go off the maybe list. Maybe X the question. Okay. And then let's just go off the list. Because perfect. it's not like in order, so it's getting hard to keep track of. Yeah, perfect. So the next question is, how was it becoming each other's boss? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? I asked that question because mm. I was really curious. I think that's a really, really good question. Um, how was it becoming each other's boss? I think that it was a very new experience for us because it added another layer to our relationship. It added um, another relationship to our um, just us being together. Mm-hmm. You know, we had 11 years as friends and then we had seven years being, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. And then we had four years, four years being um dog parents and then now (laughs) bringing in work it's a whole new relationship and i think that that was very new to get used to so it was very young when we just started so it was hard to get used to like who takes lead on this who is in charge of this how much do i trust estefi or how Mm. much does estefi trust me to take care of this we've never worked together before you know so it's really um it was really new entonces um i said entonces (laughs) So Spanglish is perfect. See, Spanglish is perfect. So I think that um, what it meant for us was to for us to get used to and learn this new relationship with each other. Yeah. You know, so um, there were a lot of bumps along the road. We're still we're still learning. Um, you know, we never stop learning. But for us, it was just another new relationship for us to grow together and learn about each other more. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I think becoming each other's boss has been one of the m- most fun <laughs> relationships I think we've developed si. in a way because it's been so um, purposeful mm. as in like 
when we were having like really hard time adapting to this new relationship when we first started, we were constantly pushing ourselves to listen to podcasts or to sit down and mm -hmm. chat about it or to seek help with therapy sure. and know that, you know, we weren't doing great. Um, and know that maybe we needed really an extra hand yeah. in order to balance. So I think the best part or like what it's meant to being like my, like each other's boss has mm -hmm. really been, I think how purposeful this whole relationship and partnership has been, mm -hmm. uh, knowing our boundaries, knowing or training our trust, um, learning to be more compassionate, learning to be more kind, Um, letting go, not mm. micromanagement, not micromanaging. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, like setting expectations and mm -hmm. also like being vocal about the things that you can and cannot complete or can and cannot um, just can and cannot de uh, deliver. Mm -hmm. Right? So yeah. I think just being really vocal yeah. um, That was a has big one. been. Yeah. Like, I think one of the biggest things about becoming each other's boss. See. Um, and I think something that works really well for us is the fact that we're really different um, type of creatives. Of human beings. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, we're yeah. different types of human beings. But I just like, we're very different type of actual creatives. Like, Absolutely. the way we think, the way we execute, the way mm -hmm. we like organize. Yeah. And that's why been we've been able to really divide and conquer. 100%. Successfully. 100%. And also like ask for some, like ask for feedback without taking it personally mm -hmm. has been a huge, huge, huge thing that yeah. we've had to learn. Leaning on, leaning in and leaning on to each other's strengths. Yeah. And that was and, really important. And trusting those strengths. Yeah. And being like, if you're going to do this, then you know, you're going to do this See. and you're going to deliver. Absolutely. So how about yeah. we, how about we um, answer this question before, before it gets like hidden. Yeah. Uh, so I'll read it. Como hacen para no discutir por dinero? Yo trabajo con mi esposo y siempre es un tema. Fire. Caliente. <laughs> okay. Translate that un poquito. So for people who are listening in English, I, I believe it's how do you, How do you work with your partner when it comes down to money? Like, how do you guys discuss, have that discussion mm -hmm. together when you, you know, when you work together yeah. as a couple? Um, I think... I can answer because you uh, asked. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Tu primero. I love <laughs> these rules. Um, I think that how we do it, number sí. one, is that we have this... I remember I was having this conversation even when we first started dating about money is money. It's not emotional. It's not mm -hmm. going to get in between us. Mm -hmm. It's our it's our train, our gasoline to get somewhere mm -hmm. together or for our own individual goals. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's our gasoline. It shouldn't be like our vehicle. And it also shouldn't be like the rock in the road. You know, like mm -hmm. we, we don't have to find it issues. And if you feel like you have a specific... Um, Th something you want to buy or a specific thing you want to spend on or invest on mm -hmm. then i think that way you feel like there is like trust and safety in opening up about that because mm -hmm. sometimes if you don't feel like there is a safety in terms of the emotional connection to the money mm -hmm. um then i think you can get into ah oh, like you don't let me spend on this yeah. or you don't see the investments and you kind of take it personally mm -hmm. so i think 
the biggest thing that we've had to do and we always did especially when we started was just be very clear that for us like mm-hmm. money and finances are not about each other's worth yeah. or um thing mm-hmm. but i think number one is having like we have a budget and we're very clear with it mm-hmm. um but i'll let major from finance <laughs> now major from finance i think 100 percent um what Steffi said about not making money emotional and just make it part of like the business and like objectives and you know just the business side of things mm. there's no like you know as you said there's nothing about your character about how much you're doing etc cetera, etc cetera. it's just money it's money and then um in terms of um uh, something else what we do is we have uh like monthly meetings like about okay how are we doing this month um what type of projects we think we can take on for the next month to make this amount of money what does our budget look like what are our spendings look like just have those meetings as putting on the business hat and not the relationship hat and just talking about like just the business because at the end of the day the business is like a baby that you need to take care of Mm -hmm. you need to feed the baby you need to feed the business with money so that it can survive or with rest or with or with rest too but just speak specifically yeah. about the money so that you can actually like you know um keep the business going mm. just from the money and financial side of things i think it's important to um be very clear and have a good understanding of what your budget is um from the expenses to the um, income to what each month looks like so that you know that you're either making a profit or you're making a loss and you need to, you know, talk to your partner about, okay, this month we did really well with the projects and we did, we spent not a lot on food. Mm. So we're doing really well. Which is this our month. biggest expense. Yeah. So we're doing really gr- great this month, you know, have those conversations like normal, like just normally and not making it about, ah, like we didn't do enough, like you didn't take on this project, you didn't work on this fast enough, just, it's not about that, it's just about like, you know, the reality of the numbers. And also I think that, you know, it it would be a dream for us to sit every month, but Mm -hmm. that's not the truth. Yeah. You sit with yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) every month, um, but then we sit together every three or four or six months Mm -hmm. um, to really do those like, okay, check-ins how much are we doing yeah. like what are we doing etc uh, because it's also hard like we, we're only two people so si. we have to trust so i would say trust is a really big one yeah. for money not to be like a, a problem mm-hmm. in in the partnership um and i think the last one that i would say of like how do you do it is like have a separate bank account like don't mix like personal and like mm. work and like all of those things si. and if you are going to like you know some home expenses get come out of the business or whatever like talk about like for example when your partner is like oh i think that's a really big expense like are you crazy then you come and you tell them like okay like this is the case of why i think this would be a really good investment this is how much i think of an roi or return on investment i think this project or this investment would have um you know sorry for the redundancy of investment so many times but just to like almost proof like or pitch the idea to mm-hmm. your partner, um, whether that's a business partner or a loving partner, like in a relationship partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to like, if you know that your SO is a skeptical, then go in prepared with like your tools. Mm-hmm. Perfect. 
Okay. Next. Do you have anything else there? No. Nope. Uh, hope that Kay. answers your question. Mama Gallina. You know, she's, she's <laughs> from Wellfed. Ay, uh, hey, que lindo. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, how do you manage to make... Okay, yeah, we, so we responded to that mm-hmm. one. How different do you think it would have been starting your business in New York City versus Ecuador? Mm. Um, super different. <laughs> I think that if we started in New York, it would have been so much harder because of, one, the competition, and two, the, how expensive New York is to manage... Um, just to start a business in New York is really hard because your expenses are so much higher from rent to just other bills. It's a lot harder to maintain and manage. I think in Ecuador, things are just a little bit cheaper so that you can have less of that um, expenses from the Mm. start so that when you do get your projects coming in, you... Like cost of living, you mean? Yeah, the cost of living is so much higher in New York that it's just so much harder to start there. Um, and in Ecuador, things are just a little bit, um, cheaper, so it's easier to manage. I think that's kind of my, my main answer for that, um, from the money side and then from the, the client side, um, and projects, um, I think starting a business here, um, I think maybe it was, uh, I don't know, to be honest, maybe a little bit harder to get more clients because we don't live there. Um, because if we lived there, we we would be able to physically network more and and talk about our business more physically. Um, so maybe we'll get more even bigger clients. But here in Ecuador, we were um, lucky enough to get clients because of our connections in New York. Um, but um, I don't know if that even answers the question. It's okay. <laughs> but um, I'll let you I'll let you go. I think that. My first answer would have been like, it, it's impossible. And <laughs> I would have been under the table. Like, no visa would cover this. <laughs> That's true. We can. <laughs> so, That's true. Like, I would have, I would start, I was going to start with that. Like, you know, uh-huh. unrealistic. <laughs> I was thinking of it as a, if it's feasible. I know, feasible. I know. I, know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, we couldn't do this. But, um, you make a beautiful couple. I love your account. Oh, thank you. Oh, yes, yes. Um, oh I think that it would have been impossible because we would have killed each other and we would have <laughs> broken up. Like we were like so close to killing each other. Like you were watching 300 sleeping in the cat, like sleeping on the floor in the living room. And we, we yeah. went to our, like to Samia lodge, our mm-hmm. ha- like the house in the mountains that we ran for a whole week and we were sleeping on the floor trying to like figure yeah. out our life. Like, yeah, yeah, it's true. Starting a business was hard. Like yeah. it was a lot of work from like the website, like to networking to like, just, everything. just hustling yeah. everything about it was it's it's not easy th- even social media i think we would have been like so yeah. much more like imposter syndrome mm-hmm. so much more like we're not like mm-hmm. that different like yeah. here we do stand out in a way so yeah. i think it's a little bit easier to find that boost right that's true um i think yeah and to add to that i think i think her answer is more accurate than mine um because and mine kind of adds to yours because because of how expensive things are we would not we would not have been able to afford a lot of things like like For therapy sure you know without therapy and couples therapy we would not have take through would not have made it to three years okay but you i know? would have been paying less therapy than i pay now uh, because of um <laughs> insurance insurance <laughs> but it's okay but you know That's what a topic i mean for yeah. another day yeah i think yeah. we both agree it would have yeah. been like really difficult harder. yeah okay next is 
what motivated you to move to Ecuador? Oh, no, you should, uh, you, oh, you okay. ask. Okay, what motivated you <laughs> to move to Ecuador? <laughs> Guillermo. Uh, yeah. um, he was the only reason why <laughs> I really chose this country. Now I'm really happy I chose Guillermo it. Guillermo is our dog. Yeah, Guillermo's... And chief marketing um, officer. Clearly. <laughs> if you don't know him, then what are you doing? Um, yeah, you should show him your case. United Pep US. That's, that's Guillermo, United Pep US. <laughs> hashtag gifted when we were influencers. <laughs> but, okay, listen. Um, Guillermo motivated us. I think that because we couldn't take him to Hong Kong for sure because of the mm. quarantine. Like, we were like, oh my gosh, like, he can't really go to the Caribbean either. Yeah. I'm like, what are we going to do? Traveling with a dog, trying to figure out like the mm -hmm. dog, the humans, the job, like yeah. the money, the currency. Like we were like, okay, this is too much. Mm -hmm. So because my family is here, I grew up here. Um, we thought it was a easier of a transition mm -hmm. and of like a starting pad, yeah. let's say. Um, so that's why we chose Ecuador. Is there a re another reason you can think of why we chose Ecuador? Uh, no, I, I agree with you. I think it was just the most realistic and the most feasible uh, country to yeah. go to yeah. because of all the reasons that you mentioned. Yeah. Because it's the same U.S. dollar currency here in Ecuador. There is no quarantine for Guillermo to be trapped in the airport for 45 days yeah. like they would have done in Hong Kong, for example. Yeah. I have family in Hong Kong, so that was an option. Um, and your family was, was here as well so that we had people to lean on in case of emergencies, yeah. like in case for some reason we just were struggling and things were just not working out. We had family to lean on. So because we were quitting yeah. our visas, like so we were doing lot, some yeah. like childhood shit. Like yeah. we were like quitting the visas. We were so hard to like magically win the lottery yeah. for. Um, so I think. That was really important. I think one thing that makes us successful is that we're also realists. Yeah. So that's why we chose Ecuador. Yeah. We're dreamers, but we're realists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we can, we'll for sure live in Hong Kong. Oh yeah. We're going like, to, we're going to go to Hong Kong. In, we are, we're going to live half of the year in Asia. Yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah. We'll, we'll hit you up. <laughs> Coming soon. Hashtag. Just kidding. Uh-huh. Coming not so soon. Soon. What, what was the breaking point to decide to move to Ecuador? Uh, oh. I think we just end the breaking point. No. Oh, oh, okay. I know this. Uh, the question is darker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the breaking point? Um, I basically had a mental breakdown. Um, Depression. I, I was really depressed. I was really anxious. I was in between deciding of like, am I going to continue living in this life? Um, am I going to like, like almost like, so... I think this is a whole episode on its own, but mm -hmm. um, I went to Beijing and for work and it was like all expenses paid and it was amazing. And I guess this is in a podcast as well. And I saw how vast and beautiful and crazy the world can be. And mm -hmm. I know no Chinese and I went alone and I was <laughs> sick as fuck. And <laughs> it was very dramatic and a memorable experience. And I met friends and it was just so nice. And I realized how young I was and I was like, what am I doing? Like my family and my life like my ancestors didn't like do and gave up what they gave up and my parents didn't go through what they went through to put me here in order to like just be a digital designer it's like selling cars to white people for the rest of my life mm -hmm. so that's kind of the breaking point in not it's dark mm -hmm. section <laughs> yeah. but um just it was just yeah, yeah and i was listening to a lot of second life the podcast and mm -hmm. a lot of women 
taking a chance on their ideas, on their dreams. And I thought, you know, we were we were running Guillermo's Instagram account and things were going well. And we were like, if we can do this for a dog, we can do this for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and I was really depressed and I crying my life out. Um, <laughs> I pitched it to my agent and I was like, I think I need to leave New York. I can't renew my visa. And he said, I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. Just like when I told him, hey, I think I fell in love with you. And he said, um, I don't know. Oh, no, <laughs> I have I to, think to think about, about it. it. <laughs> so, that was so savage. Um, that's, yeah. that's how it worked. And then we went to Seattle and the rest is history. We, we had a lot of conversations. Yeah. But I think you also had a breaking point in a way. Not mm -hmm. as dramatic of sorts. But like, yeah. what was it like when, like I know that in Seattle we had so many conversations And I remember that one day that we went trekking through that park and we ended up at the water tower thing. Mm -hmm. That was the day that like that was the place where you really talked to me and you were like, you know what? Okay, I think you've you've made your case. You've fledged your case. We've mm -hmm. talked about this enough. Okay, like, you know what? Let's give this a try. But mm -hmm. do you think or can you put yourself in the Mejun from three years ago and mm -hmm. try and envision like maybe a little bit more than three years ago and envision yeah. what was in february 2018 um and if you can't then that's fine but uh i can't remember specifically but i just know that um at first when you let when you um told me that hey i need to leave new york i i'm not gonna renew my visa and you can decide to come with me or not um because obviously you were not gonna force me to go um I oh, did, oh was i or were <laughs> you yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> it's me or, or i was no gonna put you in my suitcase and kidnap you forever <laughs> and, and and i think that for me um i just had a lot to think about and it takes me time to process um everything that is that is put onto my plate mm. so when you told me and when i saw how severe everything was and severe severe yeah it was it was like now or never kind of thing I, i was just i was just looking at the big picture of like okay what am i doing here um am i happy or am i comfortable and i was just starting to ask myself that every single day am i comfortable or am i happy at my work i think the answer was that i was comfortable mm. i wasn't necessarily happy i wasn't like excited about the work i was doing i wasn't really growing so i just decided after a long time of you know thinking and then us going to to the trip in seattle um after you had told me yeah. uh, i think it, it worked out really well because we were able to just be in nature and be in a different state and think about the next part of our next chapter of our lives whether i was going to be in new york or not and after a while i was like you know what i i'm think i'm just scared because i'm always scared of the unknown and i'm also scared of the known of what i am doing in new york and it's not good so far so why not take a chance mm. so that's kind of what i what i decided was like it wasn't looking good it wasn't like looking in terms of the yeah. same job it like wasn't looking good at all so i was like you know what you know i love i love estefi i love guillermo i love our life i think we have so much potential especially as a duo And let's just, you know, take a leap of faith. And that's kind of what we did. Yeah. And the reason why it was like so rushed that we had to do it, I'm the same as Majorian, <laughs> um, was because we had to renew our lease. And our visa. And <laughs> I know, but our, and our visa paperwork had to start in April. Yeah. This was February. But our lease started and renewed in February. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like had to decide what, where we wanted to live, like what was going on. See. Um, so that was 
the breaking point. Perfect. Next question. Um, what have you learned from Ecuador? I can ask. Okay, you were supposed to ask, but I can answer that. Okay. Okay, so what Spanish. I learned. <laughs> <laughs> what I learned from Ecuador. Espanol. Espanol. Sí. Y papa con cuero, y guatita, y seco de chivo, seco de pollo. Que no te gusta la granadilla. Sí, sí. Pero what I learned the most from Ecuador is actually, besides the food, is... <laughs> Just to slow down. I think that f our lives in New York for 10 years have just been run, 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 run. You need to make it past the next person. You need to do more than you are expected to do to survive in this country, in this city. So you always have to be running, always have to be working hard. Didn't have time for breaks. We were living, we lived in New York for nine, 10 years and we didn't, ex I personally didn't get to experience as much as I wanted because I kept running and just doing work versus trying to live so here i learned to live each day more and learned to slow down and learn to just take my time with things and understand that things will happen when they happen mm. so that's my answer mm. um wow this is a loaded question for <laughs> me man this is also a dark one uh, what have you learned from ecuador nada <laughs> no just kidding um I've learned so much about resilience. I've learned mm -hmm. that you can um, reinvent yourself a million times. I've learned that you need to have ñeque. Mm -hmm. You need to, like, you know, sacar el jugo. Um, <laughs> that there's some corrupt-ass people in this country. Um, <laughs> that paperwork is a little bit of a nightmare. Um, and I've learned to... I've learned to be able to look at pictures of my six or seven year old self mm. and that's a really big one mm. um i've learned to reconnect with my family and accept my family and accept myself um i learned to not schedule my life from like 6 a.m to 9 30 p.m like you said um i learned that i can eat bread deliciously masa madre. Masa madre. um <laughs> And I learned that I want to support Ecuadorian small businesses till the day I die. Mm -hmm. And that and that I want to like help directly impact and help the society as much as I possibly can mm -hmm. with the skill sets that I have. I, I think that's that. what I've learned from Ecuador. I love that. I think that there's some beautiful people, just corrupt yeah. as government. <laughs> that's a good uh, answer. And delicious food. So next question. Okay. ¿Cómo okay. consiguen clientes en Estados Unidos? How do we find clients mm -hmm. from the United States? And I think I would just like to expand this from, like, the world. Like, because mm. we've gotten clients from um, the Amsterdam. States, Amsterdam. Um, we have, men like, mm. um, students in the mentorship program from that are in Thailand. They're Ecuadorian in Thailand. Mm. Um, they're American. They're in Australia. Just, like, I think our biggest... Like our thing has always been like global mm -hmm. people. So how do yeah. you get global clients or clients from around the world? Um, I think for us, um, it's a little different because we we had ex we had a past and experience and background being in New York, so we were able to make a lot of connections and network, and we knew a lot of people because we um we worked hard and we were in the industry, etc. So we were able to have a, a, a nice creative network that we could tap into and people were keeping in touch with us. So we were able to find projects and clients came to us actually um, 
from word of mouth, um, from just seeing us and our digital presence. Um, I think that, so the first one is we were able to get clients because of our networking um, and our connections. And the second one is that we put a lot of effort into having authentic communication on um, via our website and also on Instagram. So we were able to just share as much, as much of our work and as much of our personality as possible and tell our story and it kind of connected with people and people were just reaching out and when you put stuff out there that you are passionate about and that you are skilled in, that you're really good at, that you love, that will attract the right people to at least say hello to you <laughs> and start that conversation to maybe work on a project. Um, so, yeah. That's Your answer, answer is like hashtag manifested? <laughs> okay, no. no let no. me translate what Majun said into some actionable things. Yeah. Because I agree with what Majun said. But let me translate into like actionable like <laughs> things. So... <laughs> One, uh, we always knew we wanted international clients. We mm -hmm. knew we couldn't rely off of Ecuadorian client payments because yeah. Ecuadorian clients are cheap as fuck and they ain't trained. Um, so we knew we wanted international clients. Um, number two, mm -hmm. we positioned ourselves by having a bilingual website mm -hmm. uh we always spoke in english first and then we spoke in secondary like spanish three we created a roster so when we were interviewing and applying for jobs even before we got the h1b like again if you haven't listened to our podcast this is going to sound like new but if you have this is going to sound repetitive when Majin and I do something we do it like a hundred percent and like not to the point that we kill ourselves before we used to do that but now we protect ourselves first but we like go hardcore and we like put everything that we want so that we can into it so we used to like send resumes to like a hundred people per day and like we have a whole list and excel sheet of like all the agencies and all the people and go on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and all that stuff. See. And we did the same thing when we started Take Your Studio. We were like, okay, all of the contacts we have, we mm. were Googling people like agencies here, agencies in Ecuador, agencies in the States, in um, studios in like all over the world. I went on uh, awww, so awards.com. Um, and I put like studios and we saw what studios existed out in the world and what kind of clients they worked with. And mm -hmm. we were like, you know, kind of tapping and doing a little bit of a competitive analysis of sorts yeah. of how we wanted to be positioned. And we launched our website with that positioning. Mm -hmm. Um, so making sure that we had a home base where people could go and see that we were legit, see that yeah. we had a joint portfolio, give the proper credit where credit was due, um, and we also reached out to our past connections. So, for mm -hmm. example, like our, one of our second clients was Mejun's table tennis. He was like the director of the table tennis association mm -hmm. in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. um, the other one was one of my first um, therapists who was yeah. like had founded um, um, her own business. Our other one was Guillermo's nanny. <laughs> um, dog sitter. Her dog sitter, his dog sitter and dog walker. Yeah. Um, so we really reached back into our personal roster of mm -hmm. people and connected with them. 
Um, and I think the last thing that I would say in order to find clients internationally would be, um, like Majun said, posting your work out there, but making sure you don't shy away from sharing it in your personal account so mm -hmm. that your friends, like our client in Amsterdam came because one of my sorority sisters, she knew that we happened to have a studio and she was like, I have this friend. They, I think they do websites. Why don't you reach out to them? Um, and they came to us. Mm -hmm. The other one was through Yermo's Instagram. So, mm. you know, we have various avenues of and, and touch points where people can come find us and find our personality. And like Major said, we're always putting our personality out there, which yeah. attracts people. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a really good contact form that filters people out. So mm -hmm. I would say that that's a key ingredient. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so we have one, two, three, four more questions. So next one is advice on couples moving in together for the first time. Mm. Yeah, this was an older question that um, someone had answered mm. and I had forgotten to answer, so I added it here. Okay. But I think this one, the best advice I would say would be um, watch your ego, mm -hmm. um, be kind and if you can go to therapy <laughs> um but i would say a lot of the a lot of the things that you're going to be fighting about actually had a lot have a lot more to do with your childhood trauma than it does about your partner mm -hmm. and that's why i suggest therapy a hundred percent that's true i think um i think those are great answers um for me uh another thing is to um be able to have your own space in mm. a way be able to have your own hobby and not just want to do everything with that partner because you're living with them so finding your own routine is important another thing um, for living together is being as you said being compassionate and with being compassionate it's also being communicative in in, in terms of what your expectations are and being clear with what you're asking and what you need from your partner and don't just expect because you're living together that other person need knows everything about you already so you don't need to tell them everything or that you understand everything that the other person is saying exactly so always don't be scared to ask questions um and be clear with what you need yeah. and um when there is like a conflict try to make Try to be very communicative about what the thing makes you feel versus um, attacking the other person's like character or or resorting to blame. Just trying to be more like third person about, hey, this thing that happened makes me feel this way. Um, and next time I would like for it to be um, done like this so that it doesn't trigger me in this way or something like that but just not making it about why did you do that why did you do this like what what the fuck like you know going that going there i think makes things a little bit complicated mm -hmm. it makes the space unsafe for either parties to come to some kind of resolution yeah i think and also the like something that we've worked on a lot has been the also victimhood mm -hmm. of why was this done to me yeah because absolutely it's fair to say don't say why did you do this but also it's also fair to say don't play the role where it's like why is this being done to me yes and that's 100%. something that we struggle with a lot yes absolutely um, because we have very different com like conflict styles totally um and i think because we have very different conflict styles 
sometimes it's difficult to communicate or sometimes you get really annoyed <laughs> at your partner yeah. and i think like you said like having space it's like also being able to ask for that space and mm. being like you know what right now i'm like not vibing like can we sleep in separate beds yeah. or can i sleep in the living room and you sleep in the bedroom when we didn't have more than one room mm-hmm. um and no- knowing that it's not the end of the world and we're mm-hmm. not getting divorced and nothing's happening like we still love each other and we're still like committed to each other and yeah. a monogamous relationship so absolutely but understanding that sometimes you just need to have a space and to be aware of being able to ask for that. Totally. Um, because it can get, you can get in your nerves and you know, women, we have hormones and everything and like things can get really difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important when you start moving in together to understand that you're two complete separate entities living under one roof. You're not suddenly like one entity yeah. um, that lives under one room, mm-hmm. <laughs> one roof. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So I think finding that individuality, like you said, mm-hmm. and respecting it, but therapy, totally. 100%, <laughs> 100%, please. <laughs> like, Highly recommended. Gosh, yeah. Okay. Next Kay. one. Highlights. I think I oh, go. Yeah. You ask. Sorry. Highlights of these past three years. Ooh, this one. Let's do three highlights. Yeah, like you can say one, I can say one, and then. No, maybe you can say all three, and I can say three. <laughs> okay, individuality here. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, hi- we here. Highlights, I think. Um, I can work backwards. Um, I think launching this website for our client Moon Lab Productions in Santa Monica is a is a big highlight for us because we have clients all around the world. We have clients all around the world. Yeah. Um, they're based in Santa Monica, and we, they're an event production company, agency, and we've been working on their website for the past, I would say, five, six months, and we're finally um, launched. Seven, it's July, we started in January. Seven, seven months, yeah. <laughs> and so that's a highlight because it was so much work and so much effort put into it from your end, from our end, and from the client's end. It was a good collaboration, and we launched, and it's great. Go check it out, moonlightproductions.com. Um, another desktop highlight. is premium service. <laughs> um, Mobile tour. Uh, another highlight is um, us being in this physical space. Uh, I think I've always dreamt of having uh, just a, a room or a home office, and I think now that we have that, it's it feels so nice. It feels like our efforts are kind of paying off, and um, we get to have an actual studio where we get to be creative and i think that makes me really happy um and then third um third highlight is i just think it's more this is a little bit more of deeper it's more about our individual growth as creatives i think that's a highlight for us because looking back for me yeah for me that's a huge highlight because looking back three years ago I wasn't as confident and I was always nervous presenting work and I, you know, have stage fright and stuff like that. Now I'm so much more confident in my capabilities and my skill sets and you've helped me with that and us working together and having our own studio for three years now have instilled that in me and kind of developed that. And so that is a huge highlight for me. Great. So all of the times that we did take your vitamins paid off. Yeah. And we ended up crying. (laughs) 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 Um, I agree. Um, Okay. My three highlights, I think number one would be making it out alive. Mm. Um, I know that that sounds very broad, but I think that through these three years, like 
shit has gotten really dark mm. at some points yeah. to the point where you're like how did i sacrifice or did i sacrifice my relationship for a business and did i sacrifice my partnership my friendship like 11 years of this thing for three years of this thing you know um yeah. that's one highlight so you know being here and being more <laughs> compassionate and loving and like great job respectful <laughs> and tolerant and open mm-hmm. um number two i would say fucking learning to code cooler squarespace websites <laughs> um but yeah. my rate's going up so <laughs> um Good. but yeah just learning to code those websites was like freaking like seeing moon lab and like thinking how am i going to do this like <laughs> like i know it's bad like but just like pitching something that you know it's like it's goals and just like figuring it out and grinding it through and Mm -hmm. like blood sweat and tears because i think there was just something new about this like tracing thought i think was tracingthought.com was like kind of one level Mm -hmm. and then moon lab was just like this whole other level and like just having those two websites and seeing like i don't know just all of that i think it's amazing and i think number three um would be of highlights of these three years would take three i think would be um just i think just seeing how we've aged <laughs> like you know like how cheese <laughs> how we've like gotten wiser with age and yeah. like seeing how like you said like we've learned each other like skills from each other mm-hmm. and like you're still as annoying at correcting my English and, <laughs> you know, just like seeing also like, I don't know, just I think just seeing how much we've changed and also how little we've changed and how much <laughs> you pick your nose, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's I think that's a good one. Yeah, that um, sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this question, And oh, yeah. just one more another highlight, one more uh-huh. highlight. Um, being able to work with our friends and being mm. able to work with like people we love and yeah. people we find cool, like Definitely, getting to work yeah. with David on the first Moon Lab production website, mm-hmm. getting to work with Estefania from Instinto, who we haven't even met in person, but we did a kick-ass project with yeah. La Llama, art directing that, developing my brand strategy muscle That's and getting true. closer to my goal of being a, like a brand strategist, like mm-hmm. consultant for brands. And Oh yeah. Oh, oh my God. Like, you're, like, you're reminding me of other highlights too. Yeah. Like, designs that we've done are in so many different stores in in quito and yeah. in different cities from cafe la Llama to another project that we did for an ecuadorian client called Fakcha. Mm-hmm. um they sell like cheese and milk and um yogurt and all that stuff we did the branding and design and for the packaging and it's out there in the world and we were able to do that so that's definitely a highlight and also Something that I can't not not mention is the fact that we were able to have a mentorship program called Take Through Uni, where we were able to meet so many different small business owners, so many entrepreneurs. We are able. able. We're still doing it. We have have them in our community that we were able to just talk to each other, lean on each other, ask for advice. We provide one-on-one, you know, mentorship and consulting with them um, on a month-to-month basis. And, that was just an idea that we had and we blew it out and just like made something out Tried. of it and we did our best and we put our best foot forward and all of it came from the need and the want to always just help other small business owners and 
share the knowledge that we have because we were privileged enough to have experiences in New York and graduated from one of the best art schools. So we were able to have all those like skill sets and share that and with with small business owners in, here in Ecuador, and that was really awesome. And all over the world. And all over Not the world. Not just Ecuadorian. Yeah. So and yeah, that's another highlight. It's just a dream. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned for that. There's more <laughs> m- more huge um, news coming for Take Three Uni. Perfect. So I think this question sounds like it's the same because it's. Um, no, they're different. What is okay? So if you were to pick a mind blowing moment, okay, of these three years, which one and why? Mind blowing. Yeah. Um. I, I can start. Yeah. My first mind-blowing moment, and I think the biggest of these three years that I want to like just shout out to the roof is being able to bring a container from New York to Ecuador <laughs> and like actually <laughs> making it. Like just the fact that like we're here after all of that. Like yeah. the fact that like things like our books, our sketchbooks from college, and we have our paintings from freshman year <laughs> in our wall yeah. because we like put things in boxes and. Mm-hmm like literally killed ourselves and now suddenly we have like an office with like our books from 2011 like it's insane so i think that would be my most mind-blowing like i can't Mm. believe i did that moment Mm. because going to that like marina was just like the navy yard was insane yeah that was very nerve-wracking um i think for me the most mind-blowing thing is crashing the car into a planter (laughs) (laughs) you're like giving me up (laughs) He's a great pilot, Parker. I'm a, I'm a good driver now. It yeah. took me a while to learn. Oh, that's something I learned to do. Mind blowing. Maybe that's a good mind blowing moment. How to drive in Ecuador. Going to Aneta <laughs> and studying for the quiz to get a licencia. Uh, I think um, a big mind blowing moment for me is um, just being, as you said, I think just being here and being, learning Spanish. Being, wow. Yeah, being here and, and and thriving. I think thriving in a, in this like new country for me is is very mind-blowing to me because i didn't know any spanish coming here and now um i know a lot more so estoy más cómodo um yes i was because my hoja and yeah i'm just so much more comfortable being here and um it took a while but um, i think that's mind-blowing yeah, yeah i love that okay last one what inspire you the most from each other mm, okay i'll start i think what inspires me most about um, Steffi is... What's her name? Steffi. Go me, June. And what inspires me the most about Steffi, I believe, is just her fearlessness <laughs> and her ability to just do something without fear. Like grabbing the bull by its horn and just going for it whether that's as small as finding someone's work on behance and then like sending them a dm telling them their work is awesome to having an idea of starting a new business and just going for it um, i think that is very inspirational and th- that motivates me to like not overthink things and not be so scared about starting something and committing to something and just going for it and learning along the way I think that's what I what I um what inspires me the most about working with you and just about you. Wow, <laughs> that's so nice. Um, if you only understood how much overthinking went into everything, I'm, I'm sure. But <laughs> you put that. you pushed through. Yeah, but no, yeah. that's really nice. It's like what you, you know, it's like talk to yourself the way that people 
talk to you or like yeah. you know yeah. how Adrian talks about me just recognizing that and accepting that and saying thank you thank you for the love yeah um and then i think the thing that inspires me the most about you this is the thing that inspired like has inspired me always is your work ethic mm. um you know it's crazy for you that you said that you had stage fright or do you have stage fright again i've mentioned this a hundred times like you you've been a valedictorian even of like your kindergarten i feel like you know <laughs> so like just how hard you've always worked and how how hard you always work even when you don't have the energy to work or mm. whatever like you always find that and i think sometimes that is like the thing that annoys me the most too you know <laughs> like how much you work sometimes <laughs> and how there's no turning it off sometimes but you've learned that yeah. but i think what inspires me the most is that thing that i like find almost sometimes a little bit of like not necessarily um envy or jealousy but i'm just like oh like I wish I could do that again. Like I see yeah. you and I'm like, wow, you haven't like the way that you kind of work and you push through and you just like focus sometimes. It's so admirational. Um, <laughs> Thank and you. I think you're an amazing, hardworking human. Thank you. I and think I think, you as well. I think your kind, your kind heartedness also yeah. really inspires me. Thank you. Being a kind person. Thank you. I try. Okay. <laughs> I think that's it. Thank yeah. you for everybody that tuned in to this live Q&A. Mm -hmm. We'd love, I would love to do this more often. Mm -hmm. If you guys like this, give it a thumbs up. Just mm -hmm. kidding. <laughs> thumbs um, up. Subscribe, subscribe to, to our channel. YouTube channel. <laughs> There's no YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> I watch too much YouTube. Um, go give us a review. Like Jason Charity say, give me a five star no, review. No give more. me five stars. <laughs> Tell <laughs> me in your, in the reviews. Tell me what you like the most oh. about this podcast. Oh, what, I love what David. Leave your Instagram. No, what David Chang says, he's like um so please go onto your apple ipod and no, give us <laughs> ipod podcast, <laughs> iPod podcast <laughs> and give us a review on your ipod <laughs> so um you can give reviews on spotify now too but yeah. yeah um go support us thank you for supporting us always and thank you for sharing with your friends and mm -hmm. telling them that we're cool um because i think we are cool so <laughs> yeah thank you for being here thank you and Thank you for tuning in to Take Three Turns Three. Maybe we should throw a oh, party. Bye, you guys. Have a good Bye. night. Bye-bye. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, friends.